Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, still recovering from a, uh, a weekend in YouTube, <laughs> and I'm joined. By Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. I am also recovering uh, for slightly different reasons, but uh, how the devil are you? I'm good. We we said yesterday, all three of us, me, Luke, and Laurie, are not at 100%. No. As overall, I think we're operating 63%. I'd say that's a rough guesstimate, yeah. Uh, Faker Doors had to go... Ooh, Faker Door has actually infiltrated us and broken away... From the the Wrestle Talk group, actually into the the fantastic, well, no, the the dangerous. <laughs> this is weird. This is a weird thing to navigate through. Well, like Triple H Pro, yes, yeah. Screen Stalker channel. Ooh, darn oh, you, Screen yeah. Stalker! But, Just call uh, me Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and uh, apparently from some plants I've got over there, Laurie's pulled a muscle and he's back. He's really hurt his back. <laughs> yeah, so he's had to go home. And you are unwell. I'm unwell. Um, I, I've got. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a cold, um, but I am very like. I don't, I don't think it's the flu either. A lukewarm. It could be a lukewarm. My throat's very scratchy. There was periods over the weekend where I was worried that I was going to lose my voice, which would have made my job quite difficult. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, it's very croaking and very much like this. Maybe C three had a cold. Oh yeah, and and that's it's why just, they didn't let him speak. Yeah, so my voice warms up throughout the day and it gets a little bit better. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not feeling great. Uh, but before we get into your tales mm. of debauchery, um, we had a question in on the Saturday show from one of our Patreon backers about uh, Wade Barrett's. Before he did the bullhammer elbow, he would turn over his black pad and reveal a red one. And they were asking, like, was this just to give him more power or was it just sort of indicate that it was... They thought it might be something to do with bullfighting. Um, like, you use red for, for bullfighting. It charges up. It charges up the elbow. Well, that's what we yeah, were yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, basically. But uh, Frank has emailed in to say that Wade Barrett told him personally it was for a visual clue for uh, people in the cheap seats so they could see what was coming. Yeah, I think it's a nice touch. I like that reveal. Yeah, I uh, like it as well. And, uh, yeah, I, it should be a bullseye. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Glenn emails in to say that he thinks Andy Fan should be called uh, Randy Savages. 
Yeah. And, I mean, how many puns are left? Uh, well, let's name? see, because we've got another one here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says, uh, hi, Luke. Greetings from Reading. I'm 21 root kind of guy. Good man. Oh, 21 root. What, what, a, what a root. Uh, so I've been thinking about the Datsun fan thing for a while, and I think I've probably cracked it. Datsepticons. Like the Decepticons. Dan, dan, dan. Randy Datsun. Yep. So, um, oh, and uh, Ewan has also emailed in to say, Hi, lads. I'm a bit confused. As recently, you've been trying to find names for Andy Datsun fans, uh, which is all well and good, but there's only like 12 of them. The more... <laughs> The more important group that needs a name are the 3,700 plus members of the WrestleTalk Discord server, as we're seemingly the only major subsect of the Swaff Nation without an official name, like the Pod Swafters or Pledgehammers. Interesting. Of course, if people don't understand what I'm talking about, they can find the link to Discord in the description uh, for the podcast. I don't think you can, actually. And start talk, uh, talking to us and partake in your own fantasy booking warfare contest, and we're both uh, where we're booking a realistic WrestleMania 35 card. Hope to see more of you guys on the <laughs> server when you get a chance. I've got it. I've got it. I oh, already yeah. know. Yeah, huh? The Wrestle Talk universe. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't quite pick that up, that was Holly Davis making a dry, heaving, sick noise in his mouth. It, it hurts me. Yeah. It hurts me to say that out loud. And that's why I think we should go with it. The <laughs> Wrestle Talk universe. So you want to name our Discord server your least favorite? Uh, no, it's <laughs> not about that. I just think we, we've. that's the last one that we can use this for. Mm. Uh, if there's any better ones, yeah. Well, let's have it's some... a great community, by the way, Pod Swafters. Also, we like to farm things out for, and we like you know user created content. So uh, send in your suggestions of what you think the Discord server group should be called. That does comprise of Pod Swafters and After Swafters and various members of the Swaf Nation. So yeah, the sort of the WrestleTalk universe kind of is all encompassing mm. of everyone, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that it almost makes sense but it's still gross so i'm i'm gonna say no on that one for now but anyway so you were in uh youtube over yeah. the weekend which i believe looks a bit like germany no i ventured into the heart of youtube to find out what was going on with el Fagdor. if you're confused right now pod swafters you might want to watch the goddamn youtube channel and find out the epic unfoldings of the last several weeks and, uh, yeah, so I went into YouTube. I, I met Not Cow Val, which was a, a manifestation of the YouTube algorithm. And it dropped me off in Hamburg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is lucky because you had a stag do. In a stag do. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no, that's the reason I'm feeling a bit worse for wear, because I am 30 and hangovers are not a three-hour thing anymore. I remember I never used to get hangovers when oh, I was a kid. Oh, remember those days? Yeah. Nine-year-old Ollie oh, there's, jumping up out of bed. Those glorious days where you're like, I'm invincible. Yeah. I can't get hangovers. Or oh, if you've got a hangover, I don't get one of those. Ha, 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 adults, <laughs> mum and dad. Oh, look at you. Pathetic is what you are. I'm going to make breakfast now. <laughs> <laughs> look at me now. Yeah. Look at me now. Uh, I Nothing passed my lips apart from alcohol McDonald's and Dave and KFC and that guy called Dave <laughs> for three days. Oh man! And I, I think your body to, just. Uh, sorry to, to to interrupt. Does that mean how many McDonald's meals did you eat? Because surely there's also breakfast in there. Ah, your 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 mistake there is thinking we were up for breakfast. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it would sort of be a a lunchtime thing, a, a lunch McDonald's. An evening McDonald's, Oof. 
and alcohol the rest of the time. Oh, Actually, nice. we went to a beer hall on the Saturday night, which had a massive plate of meat and potatoes. <laughs> so actually, I ate that as well. But it was the same colour yeah. as McDonald's. <laughs> uh, what was your uh, meal of choice? Uh, what? For, oh, oh my God. So when you go to different countries, I haven't told you this. When you go to different countries, they, they riff, don't they? Mm. On the usual McDonald's or whatever fast food chain it is. Yeah. It's usual menu. So uh, I, I'm sure the Americas get different meals than we get over here in the UK. I think the McRib is like an all-round thing. Uh, an all-year-round thing, rather. Yeah. And, uh, like, I remember, uh, like, Thailand. I think Thailand. McRib is gross as well. Pizza Hut. They have a, a, a stuffed crust sausage mm-hmm. where the sausage goes all the way round in, like, a tire rim way. Yeah. Uh, whereas we didn't have that for a long time over here. We're behind the times. And, yeah. I, I walk into the Hamburg McDonald's. For a hamburger. And there is a Pizza Mac. What? 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 Yes. No. Uh, uh, what's yes for German? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought, oh my God. The, the, the image looked as though it was a Big Mac, but the bun was a sort of cheese and tomato infused bun. Which okay. kind of looked like a pizza. Yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the bottom as well. So I was like, one Pizza Mac meal, please. Yeah. I get it. It's tiny. It's a pound saver thing. So like the cheap <laughs> bit. Of the, and the, and like my, my whole meal was based around, so I had loads of chips. <laughs> I had loads of, loads of milkshake. Not a thirst quenching Absolutely uh, not. Jim. That is an error, mate. It was an error for how bad I was feeling. <laughs> Why did you get that? <laughs> because I was still inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted I just wanted that taste. Yeah. Uh, but no, it did not rehydrate me. Oh, that'll do nothing for you. No. Absolutely not, mate. No. And the and the, and this tiny burger, which was so depressing, someone else had it. They said it was like burger bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, it's but, uh, disappointing. The rest of the, the the rest of the the weekend was was stellar. Can yeah. I tell you a quick story before we get into the show? Go ahead. Um, I got recognised on the tube yesterday. Um, Is that but, it? No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, humble brag. I was uh, recognised tube. No, I recognised on the tube, and um, guy came up to me and he just uh, shook my hand. He was like, oh, you know, big fan of the the show. Um, Watching Fastlane at the moment, he was watching it on his phone on the on the network, and I was like, "Oh, cool, you enjoying the show?" I had a little tete a tete, and then uh, he's like, oh, "I won't bother you for a picture." I was like, "No, no, no, of course, no, sit down, take a picture." No, please take a picture. It makes me I feel it, it inflates my ego, and I was like, "Don't look at my screen though." I'm writing up the review for Fastlane, so I'll give you spoilers and that. And he was like, "I oh. was on the way in." Yeah, and mm-hmm. so we had a bit of a joke about that. He took his picture, and he got off at White City, and then the guy next to me just tapped me on the shoulder, and he was like, "So who the f are you?" <laughs> <laughs> And what did you reply? I said, I, I, I do some videos for YouTube. She said, I am nobody. Yeah, I was like, it, it's not a big deal. I am really not worth this question. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it made me laugh. Mm. Um, so we're going to crack on with the show now, talking about Raw, um, talking about Dean Ambrose uh, possibly leaving the company, and has he been written off TV? I mean, I don't think so, but Ollie has his theories. Here's the show. <laughs> With Dean Ambrose, who seems to have finally 
moved on from WWE. Has he, though? I mean, Has he, though? Okay, so let's, let's replay this. Royal Rumble weekend, he hands in his notice. That breaks a couple of days later. By the end of the week, WWE.com has said, yeah, he's not going to re-sign. Unprecedented step for mm-hmm. WWE. I've never seen them do anything like that. No. Uh, because it, it effectively renders the next couple of months a bit pointless and flat because the, everyone else, everyone knows that he's not going to... Like, what? why invest in his match with EC3 because he's gonna he's gonna go soon. Yes, uh, and why get invested in EC3, comma general? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's spoken now. Yeah. Mandy. Mandy. Uh, but it's similar to when Brock Lesnar and Goldberg both said they were leaving. Well, they didn't say it, but it, it leaked out. So yeah, Goldberg was on a one-year contract, which was going to end at Mania, and Brock Lesnar had already said, "I'm not going." And that move, that news, then sort of leaked br- uh, prior to WrestleMania 20. Mm. Um, But weirdly, and this isn't WWE's master plan because they didn't know this was going to happen, Roman Reigns came back. And that kind of changed the whole landscape of what could happen because now you're like, well, Roman's back now. Maybe he can convince Dean to stay. And they did the farewell tour of the Shield the last time ever at Fastlane. And as we said in the Fastlane review, it was lovely. It was lovely. Really, really nice. A greatest hits match. How show-esque. I don't think they could have done it any better, really. Mm-hmm. And they all do the fist bump at could the end. Could have been a better opponent. They could have done, yes, half the match better. Now <laughs> yeah. now you point that out. Yeah. And that they, they said it so much. With Michael Cole going, Dean Ambrose is not re-signing. Where you start to go... Maybe he's staying. Maybe he's staying now. And there's various reports backstage that that, you know, it's like the boys in the back are thinking it's a work, or maybe not a work, but it was real at some yeah. point, but now he's coming back round to stay. I was going to say, I think if Dean Ambrose does re-sign, I don't think there is any ground to be stood upon, any firm ground to be stood upon to say this was a work. I think it's a case of he was going to leave, then he re-signed, mm. which, you know, that happens a lot. Dolph Ziggler's been doing it for nigh on, you know, a decade or so. He seems to be leaving all the time. But it's because this can't have been a work because there's no intended person. Like, there's no one to work. Like, what if you're working the boys in the back, to what end? To work. You're <laughs> like, working them to work. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any solid ground to say this was a work. No, no. But, it, and it could... I th- I felt like this episode of Raw, it opened with The Shield's farewell address where Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins made an entrance to the crowd. New merch. I thought the merch looked pretty pretty sweet, actually. Well, The Shield always do get the best merch, mm. really. I don't know. I didn't like the last one. I thought it looked a bit mm. bogus. Yeah. Uh, also, um, and this was like, you know, it was advertised as a farewell speech or, a, you know, a farewell addressing or whatever. Didn't really feel like a farewell address or anything like that. No, it was mainly Roman Reigns listing off, like, I, I haven't had a match in five months on Raw. That's going to change tonight. It didn't. Uh, Seth Rollins is going on to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then Roman turns to Dean and has this really weird line. And Dean's got, well, Dean's got his own business to sort out. Exactly. Dean's going to go where Dean's going to go. Yeah. And and then that was it and I was like when they advertised it was a farewell address for the Shield I was like they're going to recap the history of the group they're going to get video packages We're throughout gonna the night throughout yeah. the night exactly we get like the Shield's best moments but really they came out and was just like well Wrestlemania's in four weeks Seth's got a match I've not neither's Dean see ya yeah. and then they left and left Seth in the ring so he could start his next segment 
Yeah, I think your way would have been better, actually. Oh, thank you. Because you build it, you, you, uh, you had the feel good moment at Fastlane. That's the real fan service ending to The Shield. And then this, it's the first raw show of a new pay per view cycle. You use this show to celebrate The Shield, but then you end in an angle where Drew McIntyre beats up everyone. Mm. Drew McIntyre was great on this show. Wasn't he just? Drew McIntyre is protected, and he's Claymore. It's like a separate thing that is also protected. Yeah. So many Claymores, all of them great. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I guess you build up the shield throughout the night, and then they ha- you end on the farewell address. That's mm. the main event segment, and that's when Dean gets written out the company. I was going to say, because that beat down on Dean to like end off the show was was tremendous. Yeah. Really, really great. And I thought that the brawl that they had was very, very fun. It was such a fun main event. Yeah. And you, that, again, it got over Drew so strong. So, uh, yeah. And you, he needed it because he's had several months now of just treading water and doing nothing. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the, they they leave Seth in that opening segment. It was... I I... I thought they were going to do more of a celebratory thing where they each get the mic. Mm-hmm. They 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 might shoot. They might actually say some real life, genuine things. Yep. Tell a few stories. Play up to the crowd. You know, I thought I I would I would have preferred that or what you just suggested. What we got was just like a sort of weird footnote. Yeah, it was a really weird ending. Mm. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was right at the start of the show. It didn't really matter to be honest. But it set up Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin for later in the yeah, night. Didn't it just. <laughs> uh, when and, that graphic came up, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, man. But then I'm like, well, maybe this is the end, though. <laughs> that, that's that's the final bit of Baron Corbin oh, versus no, Roman. It's just the start, mate. He did a promo and everything. I'm telling you, someone sent me a message today going like, it's got to be Roman versus Dean at WrestleMania, right? And I'm like, no, it's Roman versus Corbin. That's what we're setting up here. How could you possibly get that from this show? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it's it's got to be Roman versus Corbin, right? This is the match that they're teasing. This is the match they keep building to. It's or Roman versus Drew. Or Roman. I'd much rather Which it be is, Roman yeah. versus Drew. Much but more then, preferable. But like all of Baron Corbin's promos have been about like how Roman having leukemia was dumb and lame. Yeah. Which would suggest that they're still feuding. I mean, maybe it's just consistency. Maybe WWE... Uh, have decided that the one bit of consistency they're going to entertain is the most distasteful. <laughs> and they're just pushing ahead with that. Fair uh, enough. So we got the rain. Reigns came out for a match against Corbin. He makes his entrance. Corbin's not out there, but Drew McIntyre sure is. And he wallops Reigns during his in-ring entrance bit and then just beats the crap out of him. Great beat down oh. on the outside. It was superb. And Roman's selling of it was really, really great. Ro- yeah, Roman's selling of the beatdown was really good. But the, the, there's a spot that sort of concluded the beatdown where Drew McIntyre hits this awesome-looking Claymore. He got so high. Yeah, yeah. His foot was above his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, onto Roman, into the ring post. Yeah. And Roman sold that injury. Really, like quite convincingly, he'd stand up. He looked loopy. He was he was pretending to have a concussion. Hopefully, he was pretending. Mm. And Seth Rollins came down. I don't know why Seth Rollins didn't come out sooner. Hey, let's not get into this again. (laughs) Maybe they were also banned from ringside. You don't know. Yeah, the doctors are shining a light in his eyes, and Roman's like, "No, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine." When he obviously isn't. And then Seth, it was a very nice moment. Seth helped him to the back to the trainers' room. Uh, I, I really liked all of it. I like how they're they're not saying like if this was John Cena, 
back in the worst days of John Cena. He would be back after if he had cancer and he'll be beating your strongest guy from the last six months. Oh, he'd have ended this show giving uh, Drew McIntyre the AA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Roman... And as well, and the doctors. Roman has been out with cancer. That's mm-hmm. no, no light That's thing. no joke. And he, you know, he hasn't really had a good showing outside of that yet. And I hope they do continue to build him back up rather than just like, yes, he is a fully formed person now after battling leukemia. Mm. I'd like to see him get better every week. I think that would help get the fans behind him even more as well. Absolutely, yeah. And then it kind of led to this really nice segment backstage where Seth and Dean are kind of like convincing Roman that he needs to go and get checked out even though he's the big dog. He's like, Rock, 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 I'm fine. And, uh, and then Dean is just like, I mean, this is a complete character flip from the Dean we saw literally three weeks ago. And he was full of piss and vinegar, and he storms up, finds Triple H, and was like, I want a match with Drew McIntyre tonight, and I want it to be Falls Count anywhere. And Triple H, no authority figure, said, that's fine, we'll make that match. Yeah, they had the same beard when they were looking <laughs> at each other, Triple H and Dean. Yeah, and um, and yeah, then it, it led to the, the, the main event of, of Dean versus Drew, which was just... A really fun, wild brawl. If this is, if you're writing this, is them writing Dean Ambrose off TV, which I don't think they are personally. Hmm. I, I don't, I don't think they are. I mean, he's advertised for shows until April. Not that that really like means anything anyway, because house shows. Oh no, one of them is a Raw taping. Yeah, mistake. And um, you know, John Cena was advertised for the Royal Rumble, but um, so you know, card subjects change and all that. But uh, if this was going to be Dean's last hurrah within the company, I thought it was a good way for him to go out. Yeah, it, it's really within Dean's wheelhouse as well. This crazed, hardcore... Well, not, you know, WWE hardcore. PG although, hardcore. Although there was a pencil spot that we'll come on to. Yeah. Which is completely safe. Maybe ill advised for what is aimed at children? I don't know. We'll, we'll get on well, to that. Yeah, I, I find WWE to be a baffling company in that sense. Because they keep going like, we're a PG product, we're aimed at mm. kids. And then they say bitch all the time. And then do things like this, where like, well, this bit. And they also do bits where they're like trying to work adults, or they're trying to, like, or they're making shoot references to things that you read about the dirties. I'm like, what kid cares? Every, what kid cares about contract statements? Hold harmless agreements. Yeah, like Chief operating officers. There's six-year-olds sitting there going like, well, I hope Becky signs that hold harmless agreement. Otherwise, why she can't have the match votes of no confidence <laughs> yeah you're right uh but the they yeah they have such a fun brawl uh that they start like drew can't even make it down the ramp because D- ambrose rightly so is just runs up there and starts beating the crap out of mcintyre and they that they go to an ad break they come back after the ad break and it gets across how frantic it is because here's what happened just now they're brawling in the merch stand. Yep. They're brawling in the food area. It was really fun. And I, lo- then... I do love their new fake concession stands and their fake food. Mo- I, I, it's a really nice touch that WWE introduced as of late. I want the playset. Yeah. <laughs> and... Oh, we'll get onto playsets oh, later. Yeah. Uh, and um, they they make their way back into the arena and they're still brawling. It was mainly just both guys throwing each other into things. Oh yeah, here's a thing. I'm going to throw you into this now. It's like watching those backyard wrestling DVDs in the early 2000s. Um but I, I there was one spot I really liked and it's probably more because of the the little video someone made off the back of it when Drew McIntyre's put onto the 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 wheelie box. Yeah. There, like a it's production probably got, it's probably got cables in it or yeah. something. And Dean Ambrose just pushes him along and it just hits another box. <laughs> 
Drew, Drew was on top of the box. He was fine. But he sold it like a million dollars. He flipped over. Was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but someone has put that together to the theme music of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> and it looks, it looks like Thomas. It looks like the tank engine. It's got the right colours. It's got little eyes. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Um, but then, after all this kind of fun, over-the-top uh, hardcore stuff, they fight onto the announcer's desk and it, Dean's on top at the start, but then Drew gets on top. He gets a pencil and he jams it in Ambrose's eye. Yeah, and it was really funny as well because just like 10 seconds prior to that, Drew low blow Dean and Renee's going like, oh my God, that's the worst thing he can possibly do. And Michael Cole's like, I mean, Dean did it to him earlier. It is a low, oh my God, it's a pencil. That's the worst thing he could possibly do. Yeah. It's almost like Renee went one spot too early in her, that's disgusting. Yeah, but I, th- I props to Ray, uh, not Ray, Renee. Uh, I thought, Also props to Ray. Also, just in general. Just in general. Great. Uh, I thought Renee Young did her best commentary work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a low bar, but this was her, This she was very good in this match because that's her husband out there she acknowledged that and she got a really good balance between trying to remain professional and call the match and oh my god my husband just had a pencil shafted into his eye yeah uh but yeah the 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 idea i don't think you know i'm fine with that uh and i'm fine if wwe presents itself as an adult product but that's quite an easily replicated imitable. spot for children yes there's a reason yeah. why the tombstone was banned for so long is it's it's easily imitable but it was a fun spot but more fun i loved was dean ambrose being put in a kind of stair rail on one of the sets of stairs alongside the stage and his head's just dangling through it and drew mcintyre hits a claymore on it, it looked brutal mm. so cool yeah. it looked really cool i would have preferred that be the end of it uh, and you go off air like that mm-hmm. because Dean Ambrose does struggle to his feet afterwards and Drew just hits another one for good measure. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could argue that Dean was just running on adrenaline and didn't know where he was. But there was it was such a good-looking spot. I think that's where it should have ended. But yeah, like that's that's a pretty significant injury. We are four, five weeks out from Ambrose leaving. Maybe he doesn't get a WrestleMania send-off. Mm-hmm. And, and this is it for him. Or... Maybe he does resign and he returns at WrestleMania to help Rollins or help Reigns. Or it's Roman and Dean versus Drew and Baron in a tag match. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> there, think of that. There are options. Mm. There are options for him to get involved with things. I just so you don't feel like this was. I, I felt don't, like this. Yeah. Was, there was a finality. I, d- I didn't feel like this was Dean being written off TV at all. Uh, yeah, it's, it's when you said it as like uh, suggesting it for the title for this video, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. So yeah, it's not how I saw it. Okay. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's just do some Patreon shout-outs first. Thank you very much, Damien Wade Wilson. Oh, yes, Damien Wade Wilson. I trust you as Samfara as I can throw you. Yes, nice. (laughs) Sean El Blandito Blandford. Nice work, my friend. Shimmy Gan God, Zachary Robert Crowley Barros. Yes, nice. Have a cup of tea, Lee. Yeah, tea Tea leaves his name. Caught in a Travis Webb. Oh, how am I getting out of here? We're going on a Brian Huntley. Oh, we are yes. going on a hunt. Get your guns. Charlie, drink it in, Z-Man. Drink it in. What do you talk about, Jerry Willis? Uh, it's an old reference. Woo. And lastly for this episode, King George Phillips. We salute we you. We salute you, sir. We'll have more of those shout-outs on the SmackDown review tomorrow. We got the Shield farewell address to open the show, but then, as we said, Roman and Dean just left Seth in the middle of the ring, being like, here you go, cut a promo now on Brock Lesnar. You've got your next scripted segment, which is different from Ronda's segment later on. It was was a shame. It was a shame. There was so much more you could have done with the idea of the Shield farewell address. Because it really felt like they they abandoned him. (laughs) Because they didn't say, you've got to stay here now and address... You know what you're doing at WrestleMania. Roman was like, "We're done now. Mm. We out." Yeah. And then they just left, and Seth was like, I, "It feels weird, but I'm, I'm going to stay here because I've got yeah. some things to say." Yeah, I'm not going to come with you. Yeah, I've got no. to. I'll see you later, though. I've got a like, WrestleMania match. Yeah. It's a pretty big one. I'm, I'm the only one booked for the show thus far. Yeah. Uh, and he starts to talk, and Paul Heyman comes out because <laughs> why would you have Brock Lesnar? Well, he's back next week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, what, they're like he hasn't been around since the Royal Rumble, though, mm-hmm. and it's that's three because, weeks out till WrestleMania. That's because he was too afraid to see Finn Balor. Ah, yeah, he made him believe. Yeah, and also, and are we are we sure he's going to be there next week? <laughs> that Paul Heyman gets a call in the ensuing match while Paul Heyman's on commentary, and he's like, "Yes, my client Brock Lesnar will be here next week." Yeah, WWE aren't the best at following through on advertised appearances. Also, wasn't this the storyline last year? With that, Roman, yeah. That they kept advertising Brock for shows, and then Brock wasn't there for those shows. And the idea being that you would cheer Roman because Roman was at the shows. But uh, this was before Roman got cancer, yeah. and that didn't happen. We just booed Roman, 
and we didn't cheer Brock as much. <laughs> so it, it, it got no one more over. Yeah. So that is bad booking. Also, do you um, do you believe he was on the phone to Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Yeah? I think Brock's more of a FaceTime guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think. And like, very dismissive. He'll, you'll get a FaceTime call, and he'll be doing something else. And it's like you've called him. So it's the phone call that I don't find the most unbelievable thing. It's the, it's the idea that Brock was watching Raw yeah, at, yeah. at home. I'd imagine if you asked Brock what time is Raw on and what channel is it a part of, he wouldn't have a Scooby-Doo. The segment requires you to believe Brock Lesnar cares. (laughs) And surely his whole character is, he doesn't. Mm. However, this this promo between Heyman and Seth finally gave some substance to this feud. Yeah, I really, really like this. I feel like I'm being down on this, but I'm not. I thought I really enjoyed this. It was like for the first time, I thought, huh, there's something here. Because... Seth says to Heyman's doing his usual, hey, look at this big beastie man. He's got he's full of meat and he beats up people. And they played a video package. And Seth goes, Well, in the last year or so, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, those are people who have really taken Brock to his limit in a different way to other competitors. And they're more athletic and just They're uh, like but, me. Yeah, they're like me. So I've I've got I've He's scared of people chance. like me. Yeah, yeah. I th- and it suddenly made me go, "What? What a what a great yeah. way to retcon some awful last minute uh, changes." Yeah, and which it was turned out to be okay. And it was kind of great as well because he was like, "They are all like the same sort of size as me," and no disrespect to any of those guys, mm. but I am better. Like, and, it, and I thought it was a nice way of not burying anyone else or doing that. It's like I'm uniquely qualified to beat Brock Lesnar, and I thought it was really nice. But yeah, to your point, then Lesnar. Was like making not making excuses for Lesnar. He made very legitimate claims, which is like Lesnar was preparing for other matches that keep getting changed. It wasn't supposed to be AJ Styles. It was supposed to be Jinder Mahal. It wasn't supposed to be Finn Balor. It was supposed to be Braun Strowman. It wasn't supposed to be Daniel Bryan. It was supposed to be AJ Styles. But Lesnar keeps. Uh, but you know what? Even without that the training that Lesnar needs, he still comes out on top. And now we know it's going to be you, Seth. So we've been training. And we're just going to kill you at WrestleMania. Great. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Because I, I believe in Seth in a different way than I did before. I've, I've always you know, figured he's going to win the, the title. Oh, we said that about Roman last yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, and, and now like, I'm, I'm also believing more in Brock because he's more focused on this, this one guy. It'd be nice to see it, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought this was such, such a... I really like it in comic books because comic book continuity can get very messy sometimes mm. with this person's dead and then they've there's someone else who's filling in and yada 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 and it's it's it gets out of hand and then one writer comes in and he's like I'm going to reboot this and they somehow reboot it and make all the bad decisions that have come before it make sense and it creates a better comic book going forward and it's yeah. more streamlined and I thought that's exactly what the, I'm, I'm assuming this is Heyman. The brilliance of Heyman. He's taken Vince McMahon, crapping the bed last minute, changing all these matches uh, over the last couple of years, and he's turned that into a really engaging story. Yeah, I, I, I really like this. Mm. I thought it was cool. And then, from out of nowhere, a wild Shelton Benjamin appeared. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin all of a sudden starts attacking Seth Rollins, and the commentators are like, he's from SmackDown. Brand split, LOL. Mm. And that led then to Seth Rollins versus Shelton Benjamin. I'm pretty sure this is like Shelton's first match in over a year. On Raw. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
last time we saw Shelton, he was ripping down a green screen in a weird backstage isn't WWE great promo around Christmas time. Yeah, it was when they were doing their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, and it led to nothing. Yeah. Um, and I... The other two people featured in that, by the way, were the, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and the Iconics mm. to show just how important that segment was. And they, they went on to have a fine match. Shelton Benjamin was doing a lot of Brock Lesnar-style offense. German suplexes, well, it's only two moves, really. And the F5, he even went for the F5 at one point. Uh, and Heyman got the call on commentary. But I'm just... I, it was it was just too weird for me to get into. But I, I thought Heyman saved this on commentary because he was putting over this idea that, like, well, when Brock was training in Minnesota, Sheldon Benjamin was the guy he was working with. Mm. They were tag team champions in OVW as the, the Minnesota stretching crew. So they were kind of putting over that Lesnar and, uh, and Sheldon Benjamin have this history together. And Paul Heyman says, hey, look, I just paid Sheldon Benjamin to attack Seth Rollins. I didn't pay to him for having a match. And like they were not putting aside it, and Shelton Benjamin took it upon himself to then have a match with Rollins. I thought Heyman did his best to try and make it all make sense. Yeah, and I kind of liked it from that aspect. Yeah, they tried. Mm. Um, for for me, it still felt a bit Deus Ex Machina. Like you've just introduced this person, and it it's a bit it's a it's a square peg in a round hole. And you could tell because the crowd did not care. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. Like, what more proof is there that this was a, a slightly ineffective angle? Um, and I but usually I wouldn't care that much though I'd be like huh Sheldon Benjamin ret returned that's funny but later on they had a Kurt Angle match that we'll get onto where he fought Apollo Crews and I just thought why not wrestle Sheldon Benjamin yeah because of the whole team angle history and they could have gone five ten minutes you know nine minutes longer than Apollo Crews had and it would have actually have been a more history tour through the life of Kurt and career. But I don't think that's what their intention is with that storyline. Who knows? It changes so much. Uh, yeah, Seth won with a curb stomp. That, oh, yeah, and then next up, the Intercontinental title changed hands. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I've forgotten that again. I forgetting, yeah. You mentioned that earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, it did. And I've literally just forgotten about it again. Oh, yeah, that is what you should call the Raw Review title. <laughs> uh, I, it's, um, yeah, so Seth walks out. Finn Balor walks the other way. They smile and shake hands mm -hmm. on the ramp. Whatever. A meeting of the abs. And then as uh, as Finn is walking towards the ramp, Bobby Lashley's face <laughs> is full screen. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, it's such a shame that Bobby Lashley was not the thing because I'd have, I'd have had that as the thumbnail. Yeah. Like, he's just... Full screen. Not, his all, head is too no, big. It's all face. <laughs> it is all face. Just above the chin, just below the forehead. Eyes, nose and mouth. Yeah. Entire Titan John screen. That's a big screen. He looks like a human thumb. Yeah. And you've got Finn Balor looking at this with a, an expression on his face. not like, oh, I'm scared now. Or oh, that looks like a tough challenge. It's, the hell is going on? Why is he, Why is he up on the screen? What is this? It's like no one had told him that was going to happen. Yeah, it was It was stupid. <laughs> it kind of looked stupid, but it was very funny. Yeah. I don't think that was their intention. Oh, no, it was meant to be threatening, I yeah. think, but I thought it was very funny. Um, So I had fun with this in the review Oh yeah. Uh, because I thought he looked like Zordon <laughs> from, from Power Rangers. Looking for teenagers with attitude. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also... We've had a director camera look before from Bobby Lashley. We have, yeah. 
with his three beautiful his sisters. Three beautiful sisters. He just wants to say how much he loves them. Yeah. Uh, so they had a standard match that I'm sick of. I was I'm bored by this. Where Bobby Lashley just dominates and then wins. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Finn, Finn Balor got a few bits, I guess. I thought Balor came out of this looking absolutely rubbish. Mm. Like he looked proper crap coming out of this. But he, I mean, yeah, he did. Uh, but there was a little bit of protection in there, I guess, where Leo Rush ran in with a hoodie on and he rings the bell to distract. But again, it's that 95% mm. of the other guy taking the match and then you just get a lucky shotgun drop kick and hit your move for the win. Like, that doesn't make you look good at the end. You no. survived. It it just makes you look like you're rubbish and you, are, you can only compete against people that are smaller than you. Because when you get up against a bigger boy, you just get beaten up. Like, I thought, Balor looked... And it's, again, that... We were talking about the IC title change at Royal Rumble, and we were like, oh, maybe this will be the start of something for Finn. What's he done with the belt since he won it? Absolutely yeah. nails. When and did I was you just say he won it, it just then? Sorry? Sorry? When did you say he won it? The Royal Rumble. Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah, because he was facing... Three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're absolutely right. He was facing Brock Lesnar at the uh, the Royal Rumble. Mm. My mistake. Yeah, so it's it's hot potato time for the IC belt. And it doesn't like no one's done anything to give it any credibility. The U.S. Our Truth gave the U.S. title more credibility on on SmackDown. And I feel that Our Truth had a harder hill to climb with oh, giving yeah. that belt some credibility than than Finn did with all the work that Seth and Dolph did for the belt last year. Mm. Um. So yeah, this was Leo Rush is now back together with Lashley. It's like what what's the point of anything? It's just the same stuff over and over again, and I don't care about any of it. Well, I guess you had to split Bobby and Leo for Bobby to be a part of the mid-card of evil, but now that the mid-card of evil is not a thing anymore, then you can just put them back together. Why couldn't Leo Rush just hop around them Mm. and say, these guys are really good, look at their butts? (laughs) Someone's already... So they've replaced Bobby Lashley's face on the the screen with him pointing at his butt. (laughs) The memes are going to be fantastic. Oh, my God, it was so good. But, yeah, like, it wasn't a squash match because it went really long, Mm. but it was, like, as one-sided as you can possibly get. I didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was boring. Sucked for Balor. But I I just got got the feel that Lashley won the belt to go against Reigns. Oh, yeah, there's a possibility they could do, yeah, Balor Reigns. Oh, sorry. Uh, Bobby Reigns at, at Mania, yeah. Yeah, so I just chance. thought it was a weird way to backtrack on Balor. Yes, yeah, true, true. And then you can yeah do Lashley Reigns at WrestleMania. Reigns can have the IC belt. Seth can have the Universal belt. Great shout. Um, Honestly, a great I shout. D- I, d- I haven't seen that. I just got the feel for that. Yeah. And um, then we got the Corbin backstage promo where... And this is why I keep thinking it's Roman versus Corbin because they keep... It's all they seem to be pushing on TV mm. is that these two are, are going against each other. Yeah. And then we got Ronda Rousey coming out to remind us all wrestling's scripted. Yeah, it's all fake. All that stuff you've watched previously, that's all fake. Uh, and all the stuff you're going to watch after this, except in the Triple H one, because that's also real. Everything else, though. Don't get invested in Dean getting kicked in the head while he's got his uh, while he's trapped in a guardrail thing, because it's not real. It's just yeah. scripted, mate. Yeah, so the, the line here, it, she, she didn't explicitly say it, but she called Charlotte and Becky Lynch carny conwimming. Yeah. Which, like, there's no real storyline reason for them to be called that. The reason she's calling them that is because they are professional wrestlers and professional wrestling came from the carnival days. And that's got negative connotations because it's a swindle. Yeah. It's 
it's uh, it's yeah. That's why we're called marks. Yeah, it's a work. It, yeah, marks because you can fool marks in the crowd. They exactly. are marks. You, you to pick hit. up. You pick out marks. That's why it's called it. Yeah, they're working things like that. You're yeah. working the marks. Um. So I, I, I hated that. But her performance as a heel, I thought was one of the best versions of her since she's joined the company. This was like, don't give an F, Ronda Rousey. I'm leaving after Mania anyway. So I, I thought she did come across much better here as a heel. Like, I, I, none of this glad handing coming down to the ring. This was just coming mm. down the ring. I don't like the content because I don't see the point in doing this stuff is scripted, but this stuff yeah. is real because I don't think that achieves anything. Um, so I didn't like that aspect of it particularly. Well, so you see Becky's tweet. She pulled a, uh, a quote from Rowdy uh, Roddy Piper saying, talking about how you should never call wrestling fake because if you do, I will like I will stretch you out before the word has even left your mouth mm. because you know you don't disrespect the business that I love. And Becky was just like, you can wear all the plaid and t-shirts you want, but you're not you're disrespecting it. Her Twitter game is fantastic. Yeah. It's 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 a real. I mean, it's not offensive. No, it's not offensive. Uh, it's just it's, it's redundant. One, well, no, I I I'm kind of I'm not. I'm not annoyed at Ronda in a way that works. I'm I'm just annoyed at the whole thing because I, I just find it kind of insulting as a wrestling fan. And I get that's why they're doing I was gonna it. Because that's the point, yeah. I know, but I don't <laughs> But I don't think that works. It doesn't work. Like I, I think insulting me as a wrestling fan doesn't make me want to see the match more. Yeah. Like and surely the whole point of this is to make me want to see the match more. You want me to hate stuff within the confines of the story. You don't want me to ha- you don't want me to have to step back and go, well this is this makes me feel like crap. Yeah. I I'm I'm really really against it. But Ronda's performance was very good. It's a lot more fun to boo her than it is to cheer her. It'd be if she came in like this originally and she wasn't doing all the PR nonsense, but she wasn't shooting on the fans either. This is this is like the badass Ronda rambling Ultimate Warrior style promos that could have made a like a flawless character from the get go. Yeah, totally. Like she had a line where she like this is the kind of line that I like, where it's that your church is wrestling and I'm going to come through and desecrate it. Like that is not saying it's fake and it's all dumb it's just like i'm from the u.s i'm from a ufc background i'm from a, like a fighting background so i'm you know i'm not going to play by your wrestling rules in here i'm going to come mm. and fight you uh, and then she follows that up then by saying like oh yeah charlotte and becky are both jokes and anyone who follows this charade or believes in this charade is also a joke and you're like well great thanks i guess yeah Oh uh, yeah, very, very much not a fan of it. But then who should come out? Yeah, I, I said in the uh, in in the Raw review, like after the Shelton Benjamin bit, what is it? Bring your bring your undercarder to work day. <laughs> Dana Brooke. Yeah. Who, against all odds, cut a great promo. Who's, I guess, is also a babyface now as well. Yeah, I'm whatever. Uh, she yeah, she comes out. She says that she loves WWE and Ronda's disrespecting it. She works really hard all the time to try and get on the shows, but she doesn't. And she but Ronda's gifted this spot. She it was a good promo, and she delivered it really well. I didn't like the promo that oh, much. Really? No, only because like, and I don't blame her. I blame this because she come like the first thing she said was like, "I've had enough of your venom." Mm. Which I'm like, well, no one says that. And then she just goes on to talk about, and it's that 
promo that I don't like, which is just like, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. I love this company. This company does so many great things. I may not be a big fighter, but I love WWE and I want to fight for the good of WWE. I want to fight for their honor. You, you rotten scoundrel, you. That's what the promo sounded like. Mm. Also, I'm not a person for uh, to get into conspiracy theories and, and things like that, but I'm starting to enjoy this one. The, that's not Dana Brooke. She does look different. Does look different, right? But I'm really enjoying these people that are just like, it's like the Ultimate Warrior being like, that's a different Dana Brooke. They've replaced yeah. Dana Brooke with someone else. It's, I mean, she always had this ability to, every couple of months, look like a different person, mm. but still kind of like Dana Brooke. Carmella has this ability too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. Well, it's obviously Dana Brooke version 2.0. Four, <laughs> who knows at this point uh, but then uh, Ronda essentially just killed Dana Brooke flung her around like a ragdoll like really like arm wrenching like, it looked like she was about to throw her arm out of her sock it looked brutal it was great and then she hit the Piper's Pit where she basically landed right on her head and yeah it looked great it looked safe mm. and uh, I don't think Ronda's like in any danger of hurting anyone it just looked really really vicious then referees came down so she beat them up as well yeah yeah and she's just about to put on the arm bar and brilliantly oh, doesn't. Yeah. And not only does she not put on the armbar, which is a great heel move because you don't give the audience what they want. She says, pay 60 bucks and I'll give you an armbar. It's only 9 on the I network. Know, it's free for new subscribers. <laughs> Pay-per-views. That's, that's a bit outdated now, Yeah, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like Big Money Ronda. Yeah, I like Big Money Ronda. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I don't like breaking you could have just done all of this but made a big money like a conor mcgregor style off the hinge yeah money obsessed character why do you have to call into the like question the validity of wrestling absolutely yeah uh then we got alistair black and ricochet versus chad gable and bobby Roode in a very quick match well five four or five minutes yeah, I mean, it's the exact same thing we've seen from the last three weeks. Yeah, and it's weird as well because they keep telling this story of like, oh, Gable and Rude don't like these NXT startups. I'm like, mate, they're also NXT startups. Like, you can't, it's not like it's Randy Orton that they're, mm. they're facing against here. I mean, he's a main eventer, so it definitely can't be him. But it's like everyone here is an NXT call up. You're all in the same boat. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work character wise. Uh, yeah, it's, it, to, to, to keep on just saying stuff over and over again doesn't mean there's a story there. It's, you, you've got to have like little backstage skits and... And give it reason. And, and angles in, in the matches. Ah. And again, it's Alistair Black and Ricochet. It's weird because I guess the, the argument against... Uh, the argument for the way they're being booked is, hey, they, get, they, have, they are undefeated. The Black Mass just knocks people out and has been so, so protected. protected. And Ricochet always looks great. But, and, and on paper, like, I agree with all that. I don't agree with them being a team. I think they, their value is in singles stars. Mm -hmm. It's inexplicable why they're a tag team. But this isn't, it's not that it's not working, but it's not doing anything. It's like they're, they're walking the wrong way on a treadmill. And mm -hmm. they're just, the, just there. They're not yeah. getting anywhere. Or they're walking the right way on a treadmill. Sorry, yes, I meant an escalator. <laughs> Gone the wrong if way, you were yeah. to walk the other way, on a, you'd just fly off, wouldn't you? Mm. I mean, I've not really seen one, so I don't know how they work. <laughs> uh, then the Revival. So Black and Ricochet won, as they always do. And the Revival jumped them as they are walking up the ramp. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, then we got a really nice photo montage of Roman with uh, a kid who had cancer or who has cancer. Just thought, that's nice. It's yeah. all at work, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's all at work. Uh, I like that a lot because, you know, it's it's relevant as opposed to the Women's History Month <laughs> later, where Zelina Vega, noted heel Zelina Vega, mm -hmm. spoke to a teenage girl about her female heroes, one of whom was Jennifer Lopez and not a wrestler. Mm. Well, you know, they'd be fooled by the rocks that she got. She's still, she's still Jenny from the block. Uh, it was Alexa Bliss in that segment spot last week, but don't worry, <laughs> we, here she was back to something even worse. Yeah, tell me more about how Alexa Bliss is not injured and she's definitely medically cleared to wrestle. It's like, she is, the Bullet Club is fine with <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm totally cleared to wrestle. So not only was this a moment of bliss segment, it was a moment of bliss segment with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, it's because she was her own guest. Because she says, I'm going to unveil the WrestleMania 35 host. Why WrestleManias need a host? I don't know. And social media curators or whatever uh, they are. They, I, th I just assumed the Saturday Night Live guys from last week were going to be the... The hosts. No, they're in the social media lounge. They're the special correspondents. Yeah. Good grief. But yeah, she puts over that WWE has got one billion social media followers. And then she listed previous hosts. They included The Rock and New Day and Kim Kardashian. And I had no recollection of mm. Kim Kardashian being involved in a WrestleMania. And I was like, um, it was probably when I wasn't really watching wrestling. It's 2008. It's only 10 years ago. Yeah, I have no memory of this whatsoever. I, did yeah. she have an in-ring segment? I, I, what's a snooky? Was was she? <laughs> what a did she had a she had a match. She was part of a six. Yeah. I can remember that. She was great. She was awesome with the with the backflip elbow. Oh, she the backflip was handspring. She elbow. was the best thing in that match. <laughs> like by leaps and bounds, she was the best mm. thing. That she was much better than John Morrison. Bitter John Morrison. <laughs> 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 because his girlfriend oh, was I love that match. story. Um, yes, yeah, so Bliss, Bliss built up the idea that it was going to be someone big. And they ran a little video package where it had a oh, Hollywood... We all saw this coming, right? No, I didn't see it really? coming. There was a Hollywood sign. There was a red carpet. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't care. But I guess there's a mild bit of intrigue. And then it just goes, it's Alexa Bliss. I was like, oh, for <laughs> come on. Oh, mate. Like, when they uh, said earlier in the night, Alexa Bliss is going to announce the host of Mania, I was like, of oh, course, cool, so it's Alexa Bliss then. Uh, the Yeah, so Alexa Bliss definitely isn't cleared. Presumably. Yeah, so it was originally, I think Meltzer reported that she was injured mm. and she wasn't cleared to wrestle. I mean, she's been doing, like, training and stuff because she posted that video with her with... Um, Quackenbush uh, doing some training in the NXT Performance Center. So I think she's like, I think she's oh, she's not injured. She's just not medically cleared to wrestle. And we haven't seen her since the, what, the night after the Royal Rumble in ring? Yeah, and th so she was in the Royal Rumble. That was the big shock because she'd been out for months, but she didn't do much at all in the Rumble. And then she had a tag match, which she lost and hardly did anything in either. Mm. And then it's been nothing since. Been moments of blisses. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that she's probably not medically cleared, mm. but she's also a heel again. So there's always that. I, who, I think, I think, it, I think it flips between, it depends on who our guest is. Or who, if she's on a woman up segment Could for be. Women's History Month. 
Um, Speaking of um, WrestleMania uh, special guest, they recapped the uh, SNL guys from last week. And then Braun's backstage with Charlie Caruso. And he said he likes jacking that dude up by his neck. Mm. I, sounds, sounds kinky. And then a car arrived. So Braun goes out to have a look at this car. And it turns out that the whole cast of SNL has bought him a car. Aww. Which is nice. And then he said they hope he treats it better than Vince's limo as he's no more title chances to screw him out of. Lol, JK. Yeah. And then Braun looks at it and says, quote, let's see what this is made of. Cardboard by the looks of things because he tore this car apart like it was the Street Fighter bonus round. Yeah, so... I mean, this this obviously looks like it's building towards Braun Strowman taking on either both of the Saturday Night Live special correspondents or just the heel one. I think it likely will just be the heel one. Ah. Just? Uh, yeah, Colin Just, I think. Nailed it. Um, unless Nicholas comes back, which you said last week. I said week. last week. I just what, what a spectacular botch of Braun Strowman through... All of 2018 and carrying into this year. We all thought it was going to be Universal Champion at Crown Jewel. And then there was the injury and the false advertising for Royal Rumble. And TLC. And just, he's been, they have done nothing with him. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's astounding how much they've screwed him up. And as a character aspect, Braun is not mad at all that he hasn't had that Universal Championship match yet. The match that he won on multiple occasions the right to get at TLC and he's done it at other times as well and he's still not getting it mm. and now he's just like well, that's fine then I guess I'll just beat up the SNL dorks yeah uh, it, yeah the, the random heel turn the random face turn it's just momentum slowly stopping mm. uh, and, and we all thought he would be safe because look at the size of him that's exactly what Vince likes but no no he got bored uh, so after this, speaking of board, we got an Elias gig, which was funny. He got the, the the heat on the hometown, and then No Way Jose came out. With his green dreads. Yeah, when did that happen? Recently, because they were mentioning it on commentary. Okay, so it couldn't, I mean, this could have been on main event for years. <laughs> and I would Michael know. Cole wouldn't have known. And yeah, it was, I mean, I got a kick out, it was a rubbish segment, but I got a kick out of this, because I don't like No Way Jose. <laughs> And I got to see him. He's congering round the ring, and Elias jumps through the ropes with a double foot. Yeah, just, and he gives him the drift on the ramp and beats up some of the sex party oh, as well. That's good. Yeah, and that was cathartic. <laughs> uh, I, I thought uh, I, you, you can't do the same thing with Lacey Evans, unfortunately. Intergender wrestling isn't really allowed. But I think she might be getting a storyline now. Well, let's, let's hold off and, and see. Uh, so next we got the Hall of Fame. Announcement of Harlem Heat, Stevie Ray and Booker T. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear my joke? Go ahead. Booker T is going to be a two-time, two-time Hall of Famer. I mean, it would have been a good joke, but Renee and Cole made that exact same joke oh, on Oh, did Raw. they? That flew over my head. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Damn so it. You're as good as WWE writers are for Cole. Uh, that's, well, that's a, they, they, they hit gold once in a while. <laughs> uh, then we had... Okay, well, what, what do you think? This is where Lacey Evans came out. So Lacey Evans came out to do her usual shtick, which is now it's walking. Mm. But this time she walks over to the commentary desk and instantly I'm like, something's going to happen here. And she walks over and she flirts with Corey Graves. And now everyone else is going like, what's all that about Corey? And he's like, I don't know. And then she starts to walk again. Nia Jackson and Tamina come out. 
Lacey looks at them and then just walks to the back. Now, I'm not saying it's a storyline. Maybe it was a rib. <laughs> Maybe it was a rib. I don't know. All I'm saying is that it was different to what she has been doing for what feels like a year. And I know it's only been four weeks or three weeks or whatever. It's felt so much longer because it's nothing. I, uh, I, I point your attention to the direction of heavy machinery. So something oh, yeah. has happened in the walks before that was never followed up on. But that was the start of the walks, though, wasn't it? Mm, I think it might have been the second week. Anyway, it got more boring, <laughs> if you could possibly imagine that. Nia Jax took on Natalia. Natalia is angry with Ronda Rousey because... But it's okay, she's got a new best friend now. Yeah. Oh, when she said that, my best friend, Beth Phoenix, like, I don't care who your best friends are. Why is your entire character defined by who you're best friends with? <laughs> it's because she's a cat person, I guess. Oh. A cat, a cat people this way? I don't really know. I don't know. But anyway, she, yeah, she's got a new best friend now, which is Beth Phoenix. This, by the way, only women's match on the whole show. Mm. Beth Phoenix looked hench. Yeah, she looks jacked. She looks <laughs> like jacked. She, She's looking jacked, man. You know, like uh, when they brought all the the women back, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> for the Women's Royal Rumble, and you had like Michelle McCall in there, and she was hanging with everyone, record number of eliminations. That annoyed me because I, I, I didn't believe that she could just walk back in and hang. Yeah. If Beth Phoenix just walked in there, she looks so in shape. I was like, yep, she could she could probably beat up Santino all over again. Yep, she's the Glamazon. She's and remains to be the Glamazon. Yeah. But yeah, so this wasn't really a match either. It just sort of like Beth jumped in basically immediately and it, a brawl broke out and uh, the heels uh, ran away. So not 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 great showing for the ladies on uh, on this week's show. Barely went a minute. They ran away into Sasha Banks and Bailey jumping them backstage. And the crowd just didn't care. I didn't care. This was so boring. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Anyway, some limos arrived and it's Big Dave. Now we're talking. Yep. This was by far the best thing on the show. I feel like we've been quite negative on the show, actually. I enjoyed it. I mm. enjoyed the main event. I enjoyed the Shield stuff in general. I enjoyed the Shield stuff and I enjoyed <laughs> this. I can't say I enjoyed. I, I, I won't say I got a bit bored during this show. Yeah. Yeah. And a bit. I was, I was doing a lot of yawning. Especially after far. Like. A raw after a fast lane, like a, a long pay-per-view, it's just like, oh my God, there's so much wrestling. Yeah. That you get a bit of fatigue. But this, I thought, was spectacular. And I think people are going to laugh at it. Kind, It's weird. Okay, so it's Triple H and Batista. They're, they've been built up as having this face-to-face -face tonight. Triple H comes out. He's no longer corporate hunter. He is leather dad jacket hunter. <laughs> uh, the sort of attire he wore in the Undertaker build. Exactly. He's on his um, second stag do mm. for his third marriage. <laughs> and then Batista came out. He, you know, arrived earlier in the limo with sunglasses inside, the blue nose ring, oh, and surrounded by security. Okay, so this is the one part of the segment I didn't like. I thought this was actually really cool. I like the security surrounding him and Batista going like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I've played this game with you before. Like, I, I literally, I was, a, I was a, a student under you. Your sledgehammer's not too far away. I know that. So I've got this security here. I'm doing this for my own protection. And then Triple H had to do the Triple H thing of calling them all, like, local wrestlers from the independent circuit. 
as a way to kind of pop the people who watch the show and know that security guards are just local wrestlers from the independent circuit. And I'm like, you don't. It's the Ronda thing all over again. Right. As soon as you point out that something is scripted and fake, I'm like, well, of course, now I know they're not really security guards then. Why are they even there? Why did Dave go to a local wrestling school and then ask them to come pretend to be security guards and put on security uniform? Um, wrestlers looking to break into the biz might temp as security personnel. That's not what he said, though, was it? He was making a pointed reference. That is Pritchard. He was making a pointed reference because he knew it would get a laugh. I know what you're saying. And that's fine. I, I, it just, it didn't work for me. Okay. I, yep. I agree. I agree with your, your problem with it. However, I laughed. So it's sometimes when I laugh, I just forgive things. Uh, <laughs> because the exact line was, oh, you've come with your Guardians of the Independence scene. Yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy joke. Uh, I thought that was funny. Um, I liked it. But Batista just standing there, the man's presence is incredible. He's awesome. He just soaks up heat and he, he feels, I don't, I, he, he is on another level to every other performer acting wise in the entire company because. He's he is act- a very good actor. An incredible actor. Oh, and I would say he's the best um, wrestler turned actor. Yeah, in terms of actual serious performances. Yeah, I think The Rock's grand and all, but The Rock, for the most part, does a Bruce Willis and just plays The Rock. Mm. Whereas I think Batista plays characters. Oh, totally. Drax, uh, the, the Blade Runner character, yep. or he's got glasses, and you're like, is that Dave Batista? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, Batista has said that himself. He said. I, you know, The Rock and John Cena aren't actors. I'm an actor. Yeah. I work with Denis Villeneuve. And, <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's, he's not wrong. No, he's not there, wrong. There, there is, yeah, he's a character actor, and I, I, I think he's fantastic. And he must have devised this version of Batista. And he, because it's, it's fascinating. He, he's standing there trying to, keep a hold on things like he's obviously so angry and he's saying you know you've you've been in control all my life i you were in charge in evolution and now i'm in charge i'm in charge daddy is that sort of thing like it's it's a whole edible complex thing coming out it's the student wanting to beat up the teacher or the son replace the father but it's not in usually that is you root for the son to, mm. to overcome the teacher. But this is, the son's the bad guy. And the way you pull that off is you make him a really petulant, childish character. So you're saying that Batista is Damien Wayne? Yes! Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's not a Damien Wayne or um, uh, Superboy Prime. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really well done. And it was all encapsulated by this exchange where it seemed like they forgot their words, but I think it was intentional, where Dave's like, you know what I want. Give you me know what, what I, I want. want. Give me what I want. G- give me. What do you give want, me. Dave? What do you want, Dave? Give me what I want. What do you want, Dave? Yeah. Give me what I want. <laughs> it went on for ages, but I thought it worked really well. Yeah, uh, I, t- I did write at one point. This is going around in circles, but I did like it. Yeah, I, I was I was completely transfixed by it. There was a point during this when he just kept shouting, give me what I want, that I thought he doesn't want a WrestleMania match. It, there was there was something bigger mm. that he wanted from Triple H, and then it was like, "I want a WrestleMania match." I was like, "Oh no, that is what he wants." Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you might have struck on something there. Like, really, is the underlying part of this story? Batista does actually respect Triple H, and Batista wants Triple H to retire him. Yeah. So that could be the bit. Like, he wants Triple H to rise. 
to the level where he's good enough to beat Batista, and that is really what he wants. But yeah. that's subtext. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I thought it was really cool. And he was just shouting at him like, you know, I, I, this give me what I want, give me what I want, spraying everywhere. Oh, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like Bobby Lashley and you know, like wrestling with the sweat pouring off of him, just spraying. I guess spit flying everywhere. Give me what I want. And then Triple H accepts, and all of a sudden Batista just reverts back to his call, and he was just like, thank you. And so I'm going to enter my career on my own terms, and I'm going to end your career on my terms as well. Great line. Great. I'll, see you, I'll yeah. see you at Mania. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. This is, so far, one of... It's only been three angles. You've got the, uh, the, the, the one back at SmackDown 1000, you've got the Ric Flair one, and you've got this one. I'm not counting the Triple H solo promo. I'm talking about things where they're in the same building. Mm-hmm. And those are... That is a hell of a track record. What a well-built feud this is. It's, I mean, it always happens for Triple H matches, isn't it? It's yeah, weird. It's so weird. It's that a it's coincidence thing. Always Triple H matches that have the best build. Um, but Hunter accepts it's not just a WrestleMania match. It's a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match. Yeah. I can't wait. A.K.A. the Smoke and Mirrors match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't mind it, mate. They're gonna, they're gonna go for it. They are. Go- yeah. I mean, it's Batista's last match, man. Like this is what he's always said in interviews. That he's like, I want to have one more WrestleMania match. I want it to be against Triple H, and then I can ride off into the sunset mm. and just focus on my movie career. Mm. Uh, so fantastic, absolutely Great. fantastic. And then finally, because we've covered all the Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose stuff, which comprised the two main event segments, Kurt Angle came out and announced he is going to be having his last match at WrestleMania too. Yeah. That's it, pretty and, much. And this is his hometown. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's his farewell match in, in, in WWE. He's just gonna he's gonna retire at WrestleMania. It was a storyline that has been rumored. Dave Meltzer initially reported it like last year that that was the plan. They were gonna do a, a Kurt Angle retirement match, but then they couldn't decide whether they did want to do it. And that's why they had Drew beat him. That's why they had Baron beat him because they were gonna tell that story. And then they decided not to do that. And then Kurt just started teaming with Braun Strowman, so he started winning again. And now they decided they are going to do that, but they haven't got an opponent picked out for him yet. But they think the rumor is it might be it's going to be John Cena, and that's going to be the John Cena match. And a John Cena Kurt Angle match, yeah, it sounds great and all, but and it's nice because it was Cena's debut match on TV against Angle, so there's some nice sort of like mirror symmetry there. But I don't get on with doing retirement matches and I, you could make the cycle with Batista and Triple H as well but I think that's slightly different because Batista's a kind of a sort of There's special... a built in story there. Yeah. But with Cat Angle I, I just feel like why don't you do it with a younger person and maybe give that younger person the rub and maybe make a new star out of them but I mean I guess that's not their, their mantra at the moment but why why not give this to an Alistair Black or, or a Ricochet mm. or something like that a Drew I think uh, yeah, if, Drew. You, if you never did that match a few months ago exactly yeah and and like the other names that Angle was saying in that backstage thing was just like Samoa Joe's <sighs> a big name and you think well that as a TNA mark from back in the day that that's wonderful to me because I'm much more into a, a Samoa Joe Kurt Angle feud than I am the Kurt Angle John Cena feud mm. so uh, I, I, if it was me and I was doing Kurt Angle's last ever match and you know, his farewell match and his farewell WrestleMania match, I would use that to build a new star rather yeah. than just give it to John Cena, who's going to get nothing from it. I, uh, I, I don't really mind Kurt Angle, John Cena, if that's the direction they go in. I, I, I like that. I, I understand the problems and I do agree with them actually. 
but I my I'm so beaten down by the larger Kurt coming back to WWE story that this is my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that I was obsessed with as a as a child when I was really super into wrestling. And not that I'm not super into it now. <laughs> you hate it now, Yeah, right? I can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's come back to WWE. It was a rush job that I believe was done to prize him away from that Channel 5 wrestling series over in the UK. 100% that's yeah. the reason, yes. The same with Jim Ross. So it was a rush job. Um, and then they made him the Raw general manager. He was emasculated for a year. He hasn't had any proper feuds by himself he had the he, he you know he's a, he's a footnote in that Kurt Ang in the in the tag match with Ronda mm-hmm. at Wrestlemania and even then he was the last choice yeah because they yeah. wanted loads of other people Batista. before they got to him Batista was one of them yeah and I just I look at the roster and when Kurt joined I was like well it's a rush job but they're doing it Samoa Joe AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan all of these dream matches that Kurt could have, and they even done, if they're matches we've seen before, and they've done none of them, and it's just what a spectacular waste of uh, my favorite ever wrestler. Well done, WWE. Good job. Um, and also, what was the last few months of Kurt just falling short all about? Well, that's it. They just dropped that storyline. So apparently, he's great now mm. because he beat Apollo Cruz in very short order and like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so we're going to do like a, a Kurt Angle farewell tour uh, leading up to WrestleMania where he has his farewell match. But then Angle said in that backstage interview thing that you sent across to me, he was like, yeah, that was probably my last TV match before Mania. So, cool, I guess. So it's like, it's not even getting a storyline. Mm. It's not even getting anything. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, overall... I gave this a core. No way! I know, it's weird. What? But after we've finished talking about it, I feel a bit beaten up. (laughs) Well, I mean, I got various different messages yesterday on the old Twitter machine saying that we were too positive about Fastlane. And that Mm. a lot of people thought it wasn't that good a show at all and we were being too praising of it. I think think you were being too praising of this show. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> now, now, now we're here in the moment. This is going to be one of those times when you look at the poll afterwards, and I don't think you're you're not. It, you always say like you're you're out of step with the uh, the the viewership. If you're too off, mm. I think you might be too off on this one. Yeah, it's weird because I've hated the last few weeks, and people and have liked I it. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I love the Batista Triple H thing so much, and I really enjoyed the main event. And I think leaving. On the high of the main event with Ambrose might have coloured my overall opinion of the show. It's how you leave them, folks. I mean, we got a title change as well. <laughs> oh, I forgot did about it. Yeah, it I, I, I did, yeah, I forgot it again. Um, I, I think I would have given it a generous average, mm-hmm. um, if only for that main event in the Batista segment. But even in that Batista segment, there was a line that wound me up. So, yeah, but I would I would have gone with an average. Yeah. I made a joke about cat people in uh, um, that episode. Meow. Meow. Um, so my parents have recently moved to a, um, you know, they, they've moved up north. They've moved into Herefordshire. And when we were there over Christmas, we discovered that the that they've got a cat now. You didn't know that? You discovered they had a cat? I discovered they had a cat. And there's a reason why I didn't know they had a cat. It's because my parents don't own a cat. 
but okay. their neighbor's cat comes round and likes to get into the house. The cat's way. Yeah. yeah. And then get my a pa- meal from every house in the in the village. Yeah. And then my parents are just like, oh, the cat's back again. The cat's always coming in here. And then my dad goes to the cupboard and gets a little bowl of food out for him. And I'm like, why are you feeding him? It's like it's not your cat. It's like, oh, he's all right though. Oh, he's so, but look at your yeah, like, oh, he's cat. so he's so cute though. And I'm like, it's not your cat. Stop feeding the cat. Oh, but look, he look at <laughs> And I was like, I've got a big thing about this. I'm like, because cats, cats don't care. Cats do not care about humans. They are just they humans are vehicles for food. Cats don't show love because they don't know what it is. They just want you to feed them and to leave them alone. And they, they will. Don't want that. And they, they will want just cuddles. They, and they will sit. They will Looky, no, no. They, they will cuddles. do cuddles if they think they'll get more food out of it. Oh, but they want the cuddles no. too. Anyway, me and me and my wife made this joke, saying like, "Crikey, when we come up for Christmas next year, they'll be he'll be on the Christmas cards. Like he'll just be a part of the furniture." Yeah. And I guarantee you, my parents will still be going. That bloody cat's back again. Here he is. He's bloody back again. But they love it. But feeding it and everything. Yeah. Went out for dinner with my mum last night. Do you know what she said in those exact words? Bloody cats. I'm like, well, stop feeding him then. Stop giving. And then my mum told me the story that, um, yeah, we walked up the stairs the other day. And like, cause he usually just goes into their kitchen. It's like, uh, yeah, he was he was sleeping on your bed. And I'm like, oh, so he's really starting to invade in the house now. He's like, yeah. And he's also found another way into the house because we opened up the screen door. So now he knows that he can go there and he can also get into the house that way. And I'm like, you may as well just adopt him then. Mm. Why are we keeping up this pretense? Get a cat. Because it's someone else's yeah, cat. Yeah, I know. But it's not their cat. Anyway, I uh, was dad's girl. My so add that to the list of beloved animals that Luke hates. Well, actually, I might be getting a dog, but that's, that's oh, another really? story. Oh, really? You're going to go ahead with that? Yeah, but it's a conversation I need to have with you. So, um, yeah, so Why with me? Well, it's, this is a dog-friendly office, so there's, there's chats that I need to have about that sort the of thing. The dog can't come in. <laughs> is that a definite thing? Yeah, I'm very allergic. But this is a hypoallergenic dog. They don't. They, you're not allergic to them. We checked. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, that there's a reason we haven't got a hypoallergenic cat <laughs> because there's a, a 30% possibility that I'm allergic to all okay, hypoallergenic well, animals. Okay, well that's a, that's a fact I did not know. Okay. So that, that is a fact yeah, I it's can not really a, back. Hypoallergenic is less allergic to a lot of people. I mean, freaking the as part of the the stag do, we went on a beer coach. Mm-hmm. And would you, you you hear beer coach, you think, oh, that's like a, a journey from pub to pub, like a bar crawl, or maybe even a, a coat, like a mega bus <laughs> yeah. with just some booze on board. It's neither of those things. It's a horse-drawn carriage what? with a coach on the back, like a horse coach, Red Dead Redemption style, yeah. and a table in there and beer bottles. That's kind of rad. Yeah. Well, you know. Unless you're really allergic to certain types of hair yeah, on animals. Yeah, yeah that, that sucks. I sat right at the other end of the coach. 18 people, so nine people along. Uh, and within half an hour, my throat had closed up. It had gone red oh, on the outside. Yeah. Oh, I was wheezing. <laughs> I was wheezing. Um, and I couldn't join in as much as I would have liked to. Oh, mate. On the Elton John sing-along. Oh, oh. what? That, it does sound the worst. It was International Women's Day. <laughs> we went past an International Women's Day march, and we sang your song. And, yeah, everyone was cheered up. Oh, And lovely. I think everyone, everyone there agreed that everything's okay. Yeah. And, yeah. You just improved their e- lives. Equality is a thing. Yep. Thank, yeah. Well, thank you. Solved God. it. Good, good job we got that one sorted then. Next one, Palestine-Israel. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. 
Um, we got this email in from Brock as well, which I thought was quite fun. It was uh, it's called Catching Up with Wrestle Talks. We, he says, uh, to the Podmaster, the Pokemaster, and Ollie. Pikachu! Uh, yeah, I finally caught up with all of the WrestleTalk content after coming home from traveling around the USA with my now fiance, another puppy love couple proving Ollie wrong, where I wasn't able to watch any of the YouTube videos or listen to any of the rambles either. It's been tough getting back into my uh, long working weeks after having so much of a long time off traveling and just having fun, but you guys have kept me company for the last few weeks. Roughly 120 hours, if my calculations are correct. And how many weeks? Uh, well, he just says uh, it just says weeks plurals. Doesn't say how few or or how long weeks they were. Is that how much content we put out? Well, good grief. Yes. Uh, so he, thank you for that. Anyway, I just wanted to put my two cents in on some of the topics that I missed out on. Number one, you were robbed, Luke. A desk and a table are the same bloody thing. <laughs> two, different sizing in clothing is really annoying. I don't see why all countries don't just have the same sizing charts. Three, mask wearing in March. It rhymes, so I guess that makes sense. Doesn't Four. For 80% fact, an emu and a kangaroo are both holding the coat of arms on the Australian uh, Australian 50 cents coin. This is supposedly because both animals cannot move backwards, so therefore the country shall not move backwards. Huh. Look, good 80% fact. Yeah. Love that as an 80% fact. I wouldn't be confident to say that to anyone. No, but, but I like it. I like it, and I might remember some of that and relay mm. it on to other people. But slightly incorrect. That's right. You'd yeah. say there's a shark on there. <laughs> Um, number five, Randy is definitely fudging the numbers on Wrestle League. His workspace is kept dirty, so no one will find the evidence. Number six, get yourself a Switch, mate. Um, so maybe we can have a big Swaff Nation Mario Kart Smash Brothers tournament. And seven, I've attached a photo that I think Ollie will like, which we'll come to in a second. And finally, is if it you Kelly go, Kelly, uh, it's not. I, I didn't know you were a Kelly Kelly man. I got my blonde. I actually got my blonde women mixed up. Yeah, I meant Tori. Wilson. I thought you might have meant that. <laughs> uh, and finally, if you guys have got a storyline planned for WrestleMania season, what do you mean by storylines? It's it's all real around here, What's mate. What's a K thing? What's a K? <laughs> you should do another head-to-head battle with Cultaholic, where the winner permanently will get Randy in their office. Uh, therefore, you, you mean can... the loser? Yeah, well, yes, that, Randy. He writes. Office. Then you can purposefully throw the entire battle. Uh, sorry if that's a bit mm. long. Uh, yours in swaftness, and uh, that's the image that oh, I've just lost it there. That is the image that he's attached. Ho, ho, ho. It is a, a sort of more adult-looking version of Judy Hopps from <laughs> Zoo, Zootropolis or yep, Zootopia, Topia. depending on where you live. Yes. Mm. Uh, with uh, some abs on show. Yeah, yeah. She's been working out. She has been working out. Doing a bit of bunny yoga. On that topic, would you like some 80% facts? Because, boy, howdy... We've been sent a lot. That's good. Oh, mate. Be... I'm glad this has taken off. Absolutely. Uh, if you have left yours on the Patreon page as well, uh, please do email them to me because I may not catch them on the Patreon page. One of them in particular, I'm going to try and remember, but uh, I might have, I might misremember some of this now, but it's um, that part of the royalties for uh, Fleetwood Mac's Rumours album goes to their drug dealer. What? <laughs> Wow. And not their divorce lawyer. No, absolutely not. Uh, which I like that as a fact. Mm. I don't know if it's true, but, you know, we're not going to look these things up. Uh, anyway, this one comes in from Martin. Oh, did, did anyone say that we should look them up? Well, someone actually sent in. Um, there's an FAQ on the Walker's website that does say that their crisps, their expiry dates are always on a Saturday. Whoa. And it's just because of their production cycle. <sighs> that they just all get produced on a Saturday. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's just Walker, so I don't know mm. uh, for other things. Pret also got in touch with me on Twitter um, to say that they have different um, uh, different ways of doing things. Mm. So there you go. 
Pret are even getting involved in in this kind of chat about it's a 80% nationwide facts. nationwide debate. Yes. Anyway, Martin emails in with his 80% fact that says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and I swear there's someone else, a vital member of the Wrestle Talk team. There's oh, yes, one. Pete. Um, <laughs> I've got an 80% fact that I've shared, I've shared with every wrestling fan I've ever met, but I've never checked the facts. Do you know why the Japanese love wrestling so much and why it's taken seriously? Hmm. Do you? Yeah, yeah, there's a really good book uh, by Chris Charlton on the history of New Japan. So what is your understanding? Uh, well, not sorry, not just the history of New Japan, but it's called Alliance Pride, the whole mm. wrestling industry. Ah, ah, my brain isn't fully functioning. Do you want me to read what Martin yes, suggests yeah, yeah, yeah. and see if you can kind of match anything up? After World War II, when the Brits and the Americans yeah. won, they imposed bans on the opposing nations. Among other things, competitive sports were banned, meaning Germany and Japan couldn't compete in the Olympics. I think this ban had something to do with preventing gambling as well, which I do know that's definitely a thing in Japan. Um, uh, as for the Japanese sports industry, uh, as the Japanese sports industry dried up, professional wrestling grew in popularity as it was not classed as a competitive sport. As the result was predetermined, that the audience treated it like one to get their sporting fix. As time went on and bands were lifted, wrestling had become part of their pop culture and was still treated very seriously. However, I've never checked any of this. Therefore, it's an 80% fact. Mm. Yeah, so... I mean, there's probably loads of reasons for some, something so embedded in culture over decades and decades. Uh, but it's also the Americans went over there uh, and sort of set up shop for a long time. That's why baseball's such a big deal mm. in in uh, Japan as well, because the Americas just brought over their own things. The, the bat game. Yeah, the bat game and professional Loads wrestling. of touchdowns. Uh, I think it started off in sumo as well. And oh, I can't look. I knew I would know all this usually. Uh, what's the other thing? Oh, right. So part of the... There was a lot of resentment in Japan against their occupying forces. And they would, professional wrestling was a really good way to have local Japanese wrestlers overcome foreign gaijins. Uh. And that was a very, you know, it was very seriously taken. Uh, and. Did, uh, did you listen to Dave Meltzer's podcast recently about the passing of... I did uh, not. What's, what's his, I can't remember. I haven't name. listened to a Meltzer podcast in uh, six, eight months. Whoa, really? Yeah. It's been mm. a long time. I didn't get time to listen to them. Oh, blimey. Well, uh, I can't remember his name now. He's qu quite famous. He was in WCW, I think. Uh, a Japanese guy who died this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Can I remember his name? Because my brain isn't working. Part of Kintai. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he yeah he managed them yeah, uh, and he it's Yamaguchi San I think when Dave Meltzer would go over to Japan he'd stay with him, and the guy was like, I'm gonna show you what it's like to be a Japanese person or a minority person in America, and I'm gonna treat you like how all Japanese people would treat Gaijins at that time and Gaijin was a lot more of a mm. charged term yeah so yeah it's. I do, yeah, I, it's a that was a rambly answer. I don't know what I'm talking about. It was but great read, read Lion's Pride if you're interested in it. It's a fantastic book. Good content by Ollie yeah, Davis. Yeah, Jesus. Um, we'll have one. <laughs> we'll have one more fact here. This that was an eighty percent fact. <laughs> God, that was that was that started off as a seventy percent fact. Yep. And I could just see the counter dropping <laughs> along like with your pointless. energy levels. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, this one comes in from Harrison and says, As a musician, when I first picked up a guitar, the first thing I wanted to know how to play was Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. I did. It was easy. I then heard the only reason that we have that iconic opening rift is because Slash was high as a kite while trying to play a scale, which made sense. I've heard that too. Not sure how true this is, but I guess that was, that's what makes it an 80% fact. A lot of drugs and music 80% facts today. Yeah, nice, mm. isn't it? Uh, he also said that he's booked a uh, cabin for the Jericho Cruise. Jericho Cruise 2? Yeah. Has it got a different name? It's part duh. It's the, it's the Jericho Cruise part duh, part I believe. Duh. Yeah. Like hot shots. Exactly, yes. Um, oh, let's have this one quickly before we get out of here from Aaron. A Hawaiian pizza is called a Hawaiian pizza because pork and ham is so tough in Hawaii that they need to use pineapple to tenderize the meat. Not sure I had that fun fact, but you can tell your friends if you like. Peace out. Cool. Cool. 80% fact, mate. That's all we've got time for on this show. We'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. Vinny Mac's going to be on the show. The SmackDown, not our podcast. Um, talking about, he's going to address the, the Kofi Kingston situation. And we're also getting a rematch between Samoa Joe and R-Truth. So there's that to look forward to. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.